So I've been trying to figure out how to do this podcast. There's lots of information here going on, lots of craziness. Is this man-made or is it environmental? We don't know. It could be a bit of both. I personally think it's a bit of both. Anyways, let's roll the intro. I'll actually talk, get to what I'm talking about in a second. Hey everyone, it's me, Coralie, and welcome to my podcast, Coralie's Anxieties. So, in the 1850s, here in the Lower Mainland, they decided they should drain out Sumas Lake. And it wasn't until 1920s, um, a man named Fred Sinclair, I believe, I'm just looking at the wiki on this. Yes. Better Canal. So by 1924, Chilliwack River had been diverted west into a newly formed Better Canal, and the lake was drained. And then we had Great Farmland. I believe his name was Fred Sinclair. Where did I just see that? So anyways, what's going on here? Most of you have probably seen in the news. BC has had quite the mess, quite the disaster. We've actually had quite a few things go on. If you live in a place where there's disaster, and we see this on the news, areas that flood from hurricanes, tornadoes, British Columbia has been pretty a pretty lucky place not having to deal with that until now. The last few years, BC has been burning. We've lost the community of Lytton this year due to a fire. The community of Merritt was heavily impacted by the fire, and there was quite a few homes lost there. Princeton's another area that has been very close to being lost due to fires, and yet hasn't. So we always call that the pineapple punch here when it would rain heavy, is what it did last week, and it's really an atmospheric river. Now there's a second one <laughs> on the horizon here starting tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, I'm two minutes from that floodplain. I work in that floodplain. I lost a few days of work. I'm lucky. I didn't lose anything personally. But seeing the devastation firsthand, when you're used to watching things on the news from far, far away, it's kind of surreal. Now, the Fraser Valley would flood when there was rains like this, and part of the idea by building these dike systems for the Vedder Canal, for the Sumas Drainage Canal, was to a give farmland, good farmland, but also to stop flooding. But how long has it been since this has actually been maintained? We finally get a rainstorm, and it's not just it, it wasn't just the Lower Mainland. I mean, it was. It was substantial enough that it, you know, the, the community of Merritt's virtually wiped out. The fire didn't get them in the summer. The flood got them in the fall. Princeton, a big portion of Princeton's been flooded, which you've probably seen on the news. And then, obviously, the Sumas Valley between Chilliwack and Abbotsford. It, it's crazy to think 
that something that was man-made failed. So we've kind of created this problem ourselves. I mean, the Sumas Lake was there for thousands of years. And humans come along and they decide to change it. <laughs> we've seen this in the environment for years, how humans have impacted our environment in a negative way. And now we have things like global warming. And with global warming, we're going to probably see more of these severe weather events, not just here in BC, but globally. But I think, I think the Vancouver region is a pretty sensible group of people. I think a lot of us look at, you know, environmental concerns and being conscientious of environmental impacts on our own personal choices. These roads, the dike system here in BC, wasn't ever made to handle this. The pump station was upgraded, I believe, in the 60s, the last time. It probably needs to be doubled in order to prevent situations like this from happening again. The dikes probably need to be bigger and stronger. The dike around the Sumas River has two fail points. I think today they've, they've plugged those holes, or at least put a Band-Aid on it until the ground dries out so they can actually get in you know, and make it long-lasting. But it makes you think. There's been a lot of homes lost. A lot of families, clients of mine, clients that I do hair on, are impacted completely by this because they're farmers. They, they have dairy farms. They have chicken farms. I think we need to do better as a society, not just for my region, but for all regions globally. We've changed our weather patterns. Now, some of this is probably just the planet changing as it, as it evolves, and it, and it does do that through time. But humans have definitely impacted everything. And then we see disasters like this. And I don't know if BC's out of the woodwork yet as far as these as- as- pineapple punches. We'll just call them that for now because apparently I can't talk that well today. And it gives me a lot of anxiety when I think about this. It's crazy. Like my work was directly impacted even though we weren't flooded. But we were in that red zone. We could have been flooded. I have a very close personal friend that lives in a community called Huntington, which is right at the Canadian-U.S. border. And when Sumas floods out, the community of Sumas floods out, quite often that flood comes up in, into Huntington. And that's part of the Nusak River. I, I don't know what government's going to do to prevent this from happening again, at least in the short term. We have to get through the next few weeks. We need more dry weather than rain. Unfortunately, this is the rainy season here in the lower mainland. The soil is, it can't take any more water. Any water that falls on it is going to sit on top. And we could end up with another flood, or, or what we already have as a flood being quite a bit worse. I know that the volunteers have been working their asses off to get the livestock that's alive out to safety. We have an infrastructure of highways that are lost. Highway 8, 
between Spence's Bridge and Merritt, which isn't that busy of a highway, but there's lots of ranchers along that road. And when you see the aerial photos of this particular highway, and it's not a very long road, it's mostly gone. Anywhere it hits close to the river, the river's reclaimed it back into land. The Coquihalla Highway, which is our biggest superhighway for British Columbia, where most of our goods between east and west come on. When will it reopen? They have a lot of damage in there to fix. Can they have it all fixed in a few months? I don't know. The areas affected get heavy snow load in the winter, and we're in that time of year. That may not reopen till next summer. Highway 1, one of the oldest highways in this province, has been impacted. It's going to take months to fix it. So if you want to go north out of Vancouver now, you have to either go Highway 3, kind of the long way around to Kamloops, through the Okanagan, and head north, or the 99. The 99 north to Whistler is not a bad piece of road, but from that point forth, it's a sketchy piece of road, especially if you're driving a commercial vehicle. And that's one option. Highway 3 is the other option, which is both of these routes are pretty much necessity roads at this point. So if you're just going for a joy ride to sightsee, you're not really welcome on these highways at the moment or going through the U.S. Maybe this is a good wake-up for the province of British Columbia. Maybe it's a good wake-up for our politicians. This can happen. Things need to be upgraded. We as humans need to change the impact we put on our environment to prevent these things from continuing to happen. I don't know where the rest of this week goes. I wasn't really sure how I wanted to talk about this. It's a disaster. One that's still unfolding even though it's a week. A week of watching this. A week of being impacted by this. Even though I'm not directly there, it definitely impacts me. This is a combination of a man-made issue and Mother Nature saying, uh uh-uh, you can't do that. And we'll show you why. So... To all the people that are directly impacted, the families, my heart is there with you, like many other Canadians, and many of you globally. I don't know where this goes. I will probably do a second podcast sometime towards the end of the week just about this one subject, because I think it is a very important subject. And I think as a community of globally, of humans, we need to change our ways. We can't keep doing this. Anyways, my thoughts today... On um, on this flooding, we'll see where it goes. Anyways, peace, love, namaste.